You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 38 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Elder Care Coordinator Patty Bedwell, and here with me is Elder Care Coordinator Deborah King. We help clients and their families navigate the aging journey. The holidays are quickly approaching. Last week in Part 1, we talked about topics related to in-person gatherings and traditions. Today, in Part 2, we are talking about COVID-19 and navigating how to keep traditions and check in when we can't gather in person. So, Deborah, this is a pretty big topic. There's a lot of things that are different about our Christmas 2020 and our holidays for 2020 uh, due to the virus. Uh, Many people are not going to be going home as they usually do for the holidays. And for some of us, we use this time as a chance to check in on our parents. So for those people that are not going home for the holidays this year, what kind of things can they do? You know, what kind of adaptations can they make for this year's holidays? Got any ideas? Well, hopefully they've already figured out a lot of the long-distance check-ins since we've been going through this for six or seven months now. Um, Have they figured out how to FaceTime or Zoom call um, with their, their family members so that they can not only hear but see each other? We know that talking on the phone... Um, People can kind of cover up and make things okay for the 10 or 15 minutes that you're on the phone. And you can't really get a good idea of that things may be declining or deteriorating. So if you can actually see someone, I think that's going to be the first step. Um, whether it's via Zoom, um, the new things they have, these portals that they have where um, the both parties don't have to touch something or turn something on or log in, mm-hmm. um, that they can just say, hi, mom, I'm here, and the machine lights up and you see your loved one and they see you. Um, sometimes that getting that for both parties can be helpful because then you actually have an eyes on um, and you can see how they look um, just as if you were visiting them in person. Are they well-groomed? Are they, you know, is their weight appear to be close to the same? Um, Is their hair combed? are there any evidence of injuries? Does she have a black eye because she might have fallen and hit the table or bumped into the cupboard? Um, there's a lot of things that you can do with seeing another person versus just listening or talking to them on the phone. So technology can really be your friend 
Right. I, I understand there's lots of people that are using those devices and they have a, they're very, very nice to be able to just drop in on your parent um, or whoever that loved one might be and see what's going on. Now, are these things that they can carry around the house with them? Can we use these to look around the house or what, 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 what do we do other than asking those questions? You know, how are you doing, mom? What are you doing these days? Um, how do we get to the, to the root of maybe if there is a problem, even determining if there is something going on? Right. I think it would be harder to check the refrigerator with a, fa a portal than if you're just doing it on your FaceTiming on your phone. Um, so then it might be you're putting different technology in the house where you might have cameras around where you can peek in and see how someone's doing. Um, there's a lot of motion sensors that you can put in that would connect where um, when I was doing research for this, I saw there's some pads that you can put by the front door so you can tell if someone walks out the door. Um, or someone walks in the door, I guess. Um, I saw those. Those are really neat. Those would be great for your yeah. wanderers. Yeah. Um, I, th I think um, the, the not having eyes on makes it much more difficult to be able to evaluate um, because we both heard those stories where they talk to mom and dad every week and everything seems fine until they do finally visit and they realize how things mm -hmm. are not fine. So um, having the eyes on um, if you're not able to be there in person, it, can you get a neighbor or another relative to go by and FaceTime with mom and dad for you so that you can at least see things or they can go in and check the refrigerator? Can you hire a case manager just to do a, a well check kind of thing? So really then for our families that are not able to, to, um, to visit for the holidays, it is a good idea for them to get someone to go into the house and just kind of look around and do kind of a safety wellness visit thing just to make sure everything is going well. I, I, I think so. I mean, you're kind of balancing the... The younger people, the younger olders that are staying isolated for their own health, but they're still able to take care of themselves. And then the elder elders that are staying isolated, but they do need some assistance and, and or they at risk for needing that assistance. And how can we make sure that we have that safety net around them that we can can assure that their needs are all being met. Um, are they getting meals? Um, the meal delivery service industry has improved tremendously over the past few years. And mm -hmm. you can get meals delivered fully prepared, hot meals delivered. You can get um, meals that just need to be heated. Um, you can get a freezer full of meals that they just have to pull out and heat. So, you know, making sure they have meals, making sure their medications are staying uh, refilled, um, making sure that they're safe and not falling. Uh, do they have the emergency response buttons that um, can help 
you know when there is a problem. On your life alert buttons, on those on those buttons, they also I understand they also have devices in the house that you could put in that are fall detectors yes. that will alert you if somebody actually does just fall. That's, yes, yes. Even some of the wearable ones um, have that technology. Um, I think the one my mother-in-law has is, you know, if she goes down too fast and doesn't get up, the the motion that they're at the little buttons able to detect it. So it's one thing to sit down. It's one thing to lay down in bed. But if she has a fall, you know, where you're going down t faster, it can detect that motion and, and set a signal off to the alarm company to check in. Um, there's also, um, I was reading, there's, there's monitoring devices that can keep track of um, pulse oxygenation that can keep track of your you know they take their blood pressure and it can send the information to you or to the doctor's office um the the medication minders if if they they're not good with taking the pills out of the pill box that's set up you mm -hmm. can buy machines that automat once they're filled automatically dispense that medicine and send out alarms or reminders to, you know, it's time to take your medicine. Then it drops the right medicine in there and can sense whether you've actually picked that medicine up. Can't Still can't sense that you've actually swallowed the pill, but it can, <laughs> there's a start. Everything else though, huh? Right. You know, technology has really made lots and lots of advancements. Um, with with very practical uses for our aging elders. I had talked with a uh, an 80-something-year-old woman the other day who had just bought an Apple Watch just, you know, because she wanted one. Uh -huh. Didn't know she had a heart problem until she put that Apple monitor on. Oh, my. <laughs> right. Went to the doctor, and, and, you know, now she's being treated, but she would never have known that. Um, so there's lots of things out there. The uh, medication box you spoke of is, is a wonderful thing. Um, the fall prevention things, all these things. Um, so technology, it seems like, is really something that we need to have in our elders' homes if we're not going to be able to be there to check on them. At least that's a good thing to have, and, and it gives you a better sense of what's going on and helps you to keep it little bit better tabs on them right it still doesn't help with the socialization no, that we know is so important to our loved ones um seniors can get really isolated normally because they're they're not able to get out and go to church or go to the grocery they're just going to the doctor they may or may not even be going to the beauty shop and in the last eight months a lot of those activities have curtailed because of the COVID-19 um, so they are even more isolated and more lonely and left mm -hmm. with the TV as their main company. Mm -hmm. So how do we, how can we socialize with our, our loved ones um, during this time and, and keep them active and involved? 
Well, you know, that's that's a very, very good question and something that we all really need to think hard about. Um, one of our co-workers had shared with us that uh, his wife and her family, they do a virtual cooking activity on a regular basis. I don't know if it's every month or every other month, but they all get together on their, their Zoom call, their Zoom video conference, and they make a recipe. They make one of the old family recipes together and they talk and they interact as they're cooking and they talk about just family stories and, and, you know, share things about what's going on. I thought that was a wonderful thing. And that's a very good new tradition for someone to add to their, uh, their holiday list. That's probably true because we've gotten away from everybody cooking together. We run by the deli and pick up our side mm-hmm. dish to take to the family gathering and that's <laughs> exactly bakery right. to pick up the pumpkin pie. So, um, you know, people aren't cooking together as much. People aren't cooking as much, but to to initiate that type of activity with the multi-generations, you know, get the kids involved with this. You know, I remember baking Christmas cookies with my grandmother or helping her mm-hmm. roll out the dough with for the pies during this time. And, you know, I haven't done that with my kids. So maybe we need to initiate more activities. And if we can't be together doing it, separately but together can be a fun option Mm -hmm. yep it's still a way to keep those traditions going and to keep those family contacts and and if you can visit keeping the the guideline the social distancing guidelines in place is there a place outdoors that you can meet where you can be apart but still be together. Um, The drive-bys, you know, can you, um, I had some friends that their family meets at somebody's house and they've each cooked their Christmas, their part of the dinner, the Thanksgiving dinner or the Christmas dinner and packaged it up in smaller portions. And then they go and they swap out. So you still get Aunt Susie's mac and cheese and grandma's turkey and my mother-in-law's <laughs> coconut cake. You Everybody gets a portion of that. So you're still getting that good family meals. Um, but you're eating in your smaller groups, in your smaller pods or bubbles, um, so that you're minimizing the risk of sharing the infections. That's a wonderful idea, Deb. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that'll end us for, for today's episode. Please join us again next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, 
or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.